Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry and I have some exciting news to share with you guys. Just this is my personal journey of how opening an email makes you feel like you get that yes all over again. I don't know if anybody out there has watched WWE in the past, but you know Daniel Bryant. If you don't, you could just if you type in Daniel Bryant's name, you're gonna see people in stands holding up these yes signs and they chant yes, 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 yes. Well, in my head, I have Daniel Bryant. When anytime my publisher sends me an email, I hear that chant and I get that excited, even if it's for you know another phase of the journey or a check-in point I just get that yes 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 it's almost the same exact feeling that I got when I received my first yes and I knew that as corny as it may sound like my dreams were coming true but no and I knew that I was going to be a published author If you could bottle up that joy, it's immeasurable worth. So my email that I just received was the book summary. And I wrote the thing, I wrote the whole novel, but there's something about seeing the words staring back at you from somebody else's email in a summary format And then it's like, as the author, are those important things that matter to those characters and to the story, the same important things or emotions that pop up when other people read my novel. And when you trust in the Holy Spirit to guide you and give you those yes moments Yes, you can trust this agency. Yes, you can trust this publishing house. Listen to those moments because I knew 100% without a doubt that I could trust wholeheartedly my publishing house. It was like a clear, audible voice telling me, now's the time. This is the one. So my thoughts matched with their thoughts, even in the book summary. And I'm so excited to read it. It's like a kid just opening up a present every time. And it's like the present you've always wanted. And it's a new present. But then it becomes the present you always wanted. And I shared it with my husband, and he was like, oh, wow, that's so good. And I'm like, well, he hasn't read the book yet, but maybe he will. (laughs) And then I shared it with my son because my son is in that age group where, you know, my target population is. And I was wrestling with one word, and I put it in the headlock, and I was like, maybe this is the one I'm going to get rid of because I'm in the the edit piece here and he was like no I like it just the way it is I'm like you know so here's me as the English teacher going you know the connotation or you know the word choice what would I think 
he was like, nope, leave it alone. It's really, really good. And I'm like, okay, okay, I know it is. I know it is. And I don't want to come across as, you know, a yes woman where you send me something and I never have anything poignant to say or, or whatever. But when it's good, it's good, people. Right? <laughs> so don't second guess yourself on those things. Well, when I read the book summary, I started thinking about rhetorical devices. And I think that that's something like a tip that I'm going to share with you today because where are you, you know, trying to appeal the most? So if you are crafting a query letter or a synopsis or you're writing your your book summary with your publisher or you're self-publishing and you have to figure out the perfect ways to do the book summary go for the emotional appeals if that's your book so my book is hard y'all know that it's just all hard right so i'm gonna go for pathos now if you're nonfiction, you really need to have a balance if you know if ethos and logos if you're to credibility like when i'm looking at that character how they even provided a snapshot of that character profile in a few short sentences is that credible is that somebody that a young adult would be able to relate to or does it resonate with them in some way with a you know a rhetorical appeal so I, I would like for you to study those rhetorical devices just refresh and really investigate your own work and say if I'm given the short and the sweet version of my novel or short story or, or, or whatever it is that you're working on what appeal am I trying to do here? And if I am choosing an emotional appeal, am I being successful? Am I selling it? Because there's many times that I go to Goodreads or I'll listen to teachers talk about books or students talk about books. And you guys know that I'm going to quickly jump on the internet and I'm going to search that book up. Now, I will make lists. I've got a notes section where I'll make lists of recommended books because I'll forget titles as soon as you go to talking about something else. Like, the title will completely leave me. So, I do have a list of books that I'm there, to, that I'm going to read. And when I have a credible source, somebody that I highly respect, there's a teacher that I highly respect. Um, he just reads every day. And I trust what he has to say. He told me to read The Glass House. I would have never heard of The Glass House without him. So, you know, I trust his opinion. I've told him he needs to go into uh, publishing, to editing and, and, um, and working with marketing and books, book promotion or something. That's just something about this, this man that just, he knows books. Um, but most of the time I'll go to the summaries and I will read the synopsis or uh, then I'll read the bios of the authors so I'm challenging you to look up the rhetorical device because I'm all about books with heart so if I'm looking at you know 
a summary and it doesn't like hit me in the right way I'm less likely to put that book on my list as a high priority read and I may still put it on the list but I won't you know remove one of the top ranked books that's on my list from Jody the trusted reader friend teacher friend so I will say to you book summaries can be intimidating Think of theme topics and topical things. Not like you don't spell out the theme on the back like a theme sentence. But if your book is about family, make sure that you include that somewhere. If your book is about horror or mystery or it is suspenseful, you know, make sure you capture some of the, the key tone words and you can look up the tone words and determine, you know, which would be the best ones to help me describe this. So that way when my reader has my book in their hands or, you know, on their Kindle, how can they come back and say, wow, that, that book was this. Read this. Read this summary. This is all you need to get you started. So... I just had to share with you my journey and then thought of some tips that I wanted to give to you if you had to write your own. I know just seeing it in print, it's like a validation all over again. And I just can't wait to read the book again now. I mean, seriously, I'm going to read the book again this weekend. I've read it, oh my gosh, countless times. And I, I talked with an author who said that once they read it and they knew that it was in the publishing cycle, that they refused to even look at it again after they uh, went through the revision. They just haven't read it in a while. And I'm like, but I love them. I miss my characters. Um, I want to read them again. And that's what happened with the book summary. The book summary brought it all back. And I said, okay, I want to just live in that world just one more time. I mean, come on. How many times have I read the Twilight series? Like, tons. So reading my own book, tons. That shouldn't surprise anyone that knows me. I've read Pride and Prejudice, tons. Not just once. And I went looking for my book. I wanted to read it again. And I couldn't find my copy. And I have a beautiful copy that my friend sent me when she moved back to Chicago. I got this lovely package in the mail of Pride and Prejudice. And I can't find my copy. And I'm really sad. I'm like, in my move, did it get misplaced? Or I've got to search and dig for my copy. But um, anyway, I digress. So... Focus in on thinking of how your books, you know, your book summary can hook a reader and then try it out on a couple of readers. Go to your target population and say, just be honest with me. Would you read this book? Just remember, though, there are many different, you know, students out there or readers out there that have different opinion, opinions and different emotional appeals. So what appeals to one reader might not appeal to the other. So you can't just really depend on one person to give you advice. 
And then you go with what the Spirit tells you to. So, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I'm going to pray that you are inspired. Just write. Just write. And each day you write calculates to more words that you write. And within a week and a month and months and a year, it'll all come together and it'll all make sense to you. And you'll say, wow, I did that one day at a time. And then you'll be writing your book summary or you'll be editing your book summary from your publisher or like me, just basking in the beautiful writing of my publisher and getting excited all over again to read the work that somehow came from you. So don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. Just write. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. I'll check you guys out later this afternoon. Have a blessed day.